You're listening to Spirit in Motion, a podcast by 316 Ministry. My name is David Moore. If this is your first time visiting, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. In this episode, our topic will be, Will You Follow Jesus? This podcast gets to the heart of discipleship. Jesus was so good at cutting to the chase. If you want to follow me, you have to follow me with abandon. Jesus helped his followers and potential followers understand that he must be at the center of their lives. Our love and devotion for God must come before our love and devotion for all else. In this lesson, you will discover Christ's call to radical discipleship. Jesus commands us to follow him exclusively, with no reservations. Following Jesus wholeheartedly opens the door to a life of purpose, true meaning, and significance. The hope is that you will be encouraged to respond to this challenge of discipleship and see how you can continue to grow in this area. Our primary scripture today will be Matthew 16, verse 24 through 26. Our secondary scripture will be Philippians 2, verse 5 through 8. And I read, NIV, Matthew 16, verse 24 through 26. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good would it be for someone to gain the world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Earlier in this chapter, we see Jesus coming off of a high moment and then dealing with a low moment. Jesus had asked his disciples who they thought he was. Peter met his inquiry by positively identifying Jesus as the Son of God, the promised Messiah. This moment of clarity brought praise from Jesus and was a big moment in the learning process of the disciples. Yet moments later, Peter earned a stern rebuke from Jesus. On the heels of this, Jesus pronounced a bold statement about what it meant to truly follow him. The disciples often showed that they still did not understand who and what the Messiah would be. In hindsight, we may express dismay at what they were thinking. But they were merely reflecting the prevailing thoughts of the day. Jewish culture held that the Messiah would be a political and military leader who would restore the nation of Israel. Jesus, the true Messiah, instead ushered in God's kingdom built on peace, love, and humility. Jesus was trying to help his disciples understand that following him would not lead to the kind of favored position many thought might accompany their misguided notion of what the Messiah was to be. Many people misunderstand what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Following Christ means abandoning everything that comes between Jesus and us. It means denying everything in our life that emanates from our self and pursuing only those things that flow from God. It is our goal to teach this true definition of discipleship to the ones that want to follow Christ. So, here are some questions to ponder. What is the biggest risk 
you've taken in the past month? Was it a wise risk or an unwise risk? Why are many people drawn to stories where someone completely risks it all for someone else? Why are these tales so appealing? What person in your life is worth risking it all for? There probably isn't a long list of people in your life for whom you'd risk everything. Walking away from everything or putting it all on the line for someone else's sake seems like too high of a price to pay for just anybody. We're going to continue to talk about what it means to put it all on the line for Christ, what this looks like, and what the outcome is. Again, following Jesus means putting him at the center of everything. Here are some additional questions to ponder. What would life be like if you always got what you wanted, always got your way, never had to sacrifice, and never had to compromise with other people? Would this be a life that draws you closer to God or further away from God? In Jesus' time, the cross was a symbol of shame. It was the way that murderers, thieves, and the worst criminals were put to death. If Jesus wants you to take up your cross and follow him, what does this say about any glory, praise, or recognition you'll receive in life? Jesus wanted his disciples to understand that following him was not going to bring glory. In fact, following him meant denying their own selfish desires and tendencies and placing Jesus at the center of their lives. The same goes for us. Jesus calls us to a place of powerful devotion, commitment, and sacrifice. But what about our worldly things? So many people believe that they will experience true peace and contentment if they just have a little bit more money, a few more friends, or a little more power or influence. But why do Christians feel so much pressure to live in a worldly life? Even the scripture tells us not to store up worldly things, but to store up treasures in heaven. Our culture puts so much pressure on us to be successful according to its standards. The world values fame, financial success, and material comfort. Too often, Christians get caught up in this trap as well. But Jesus says that having it all by the world's standards means having nothing by God's standards. Our lives have incredible potential to make an impact for the kingdom of God. We waste this impact when we live for the world. Material possessions aren't evil or wrong, but if you care more about them than living lives of eternal impact, then our perspectives aren't aligned with God. And I read Philippians 2, verse 5 through 8, NIV. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. What do you think it means to have the same attitude as Jesus? What are some thoughts, habits, or strategies that might help you stay focused on choosing eternal things instead of earthly things. As Jesus stated in the scripture, the first will be last and the last will be first. If Jesus took the very nature of a servant, was he trying to show us 
the example of being first or last. A servant in the time of Jesus did not have much to call their own and often had to believe that they would never have anything. Compare this to the master who usually gave the servant everything they needed to do their job and survive. A servant's attitude usually involves humbling yourself so you can value others above yourself. If you work for your master, it is important to believe that the work that you do is important and that your master will reward you for the work that you do. Jesus makes it very clear not to collect worldly things on earth, but to store your reward in heaven, and that every sacrifice you make on earth will be part of that reward in heaven. In the scripture, he is comparing himself as the servant to God, the master, and that God will give you what you need to survive and will provide you with your reward for a job well done. For example, Jesus told us, do not worry. Just as the birds do not sow or reap in the field, yet God feeds them. You are more valuable than they are. Also, do not worry about your body or what you will wear. See the beautiful flowers in the field and how God has dressed them. You are more valuable than they are. The master will provide what is needed by the servant. Now, does that mean that you'll get everything that you want? No. As Jesus says, Ask and you shall receive. What father would hand his child a rock if he asked for a loaf of bread? Remember, Jesus is the bread of life who came down from heaven, who was given by the Father, God. Remember, earthly bread will spoil over time, but the bread of life will never spoil. Whoever eats the bread of life will live forever and will have their reward in heaven. Following Jesus is the best choice in life. Using that relationship to help you make decisions is key, but it will not come without some sacrifice. You will have to ask yourself, do you want your simple treasures on earth, which will expire when you die? Or do you want to have your reward in heaven, which will never expire? Many of us find that as you get older, your perspective on what's important changes. You are less focused on material things and more focused on your relationships. For many of us Christians, the sacrifice is worth it. Again, following Jesus does not mean you can't partake in worldly things. Just do it with Jesus in mind and in your heart. You have been listening to Spirit in Motion, a podcast series from 316 Ministry. To learn more about our ministry and to find other podcasts, please visit us on the web at 316ministry.cc. There you will find daily devotions, Christian testimonials from listeners like yourself, and you will have the opportunity to interact with Bible verses. You will also learn about some of the other great work we are doing to glorify God through outreach and spiritual coaching. If you like this podcast, please rate this release and follow us to stay up to date on all new content. Thank you for listening and God bless.